Finding Winners on Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back to Finding Winners. Michael Guerin joining you to talk harness racing before we get to Matt Jackson with the Greyhounds inside the next quarter of an hour. Well, it's a big weekend. As you heard in the commercial break, uh, the Inter-Dominions out of Albion Park. It's an earlier Inter-Dominion pacing final. Usually these things are about 8.30 at night. Uh, Very intelligently, Racing Queensland and Albion Park have moved it to 6.30 their time, 7.30 Sydney time. And the great thing about that is, is it's going to work into that Damien Oliver's last ride hour and hopefully via Sky Channel have more eyeballs uh, on both. Harness racing eyeballs looking at Ollie, as they probably would be. But of course, some of those Damien Oliver eyeballs for his farewell ride are catching the Inter-Dominion pacing final. So it will actually be before the trotting final, which is really rare. They're both tomorrow along with a consolation uh, for the trotters and it's been a series dominated by two horses. Maybe not so much in the winner's circle for one of them but in the markets Swayze, the New Zealand Cup winner versus his half-brother and Queensland champion Leap to Fame. This is a seminal race for Leap to Fame. He's been beaten in lots of big races and always for the same reason a lack of gate speed to get across a key rival. That's happened in the Blacks of Fake, it's happened in the Eureka, and it's happened in the Victoria Cup. It could well happen again tomorrow night. Could be the case that he doesn't get across Swayze or those inside Swayze before they hand to Swayze uh, inside that first 400 metres. And last time, Leap to Fame, who I think is a better horse than Swayze, had to sit parked outside Swayze, was the Blacks of Fake, and he couldn't beat him. This track, these conditions, this distance. Chris Barsby is the cooler up in Queensland. We all know that for his enormous enthusiasm and knowledge of harness racing, and a special night for him tomorrow night. It's his first time calling an Inter-Dominion final for the Pacers, and he gets to do the trotters as well. I think he's on the line with us now. hope you're there. Chris, good morning to you, mate. Yeah, Mick, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Very much looking forward to tomorrow night. Now, as you said, it's a bold move by Racing Queensland officials to go earlier than what's considered the norm. So 6.30 local time, so it's prime time, and let's hope that they're rewarded with a uh, a very, very keenly watched Inter-Dominion pacing grand final tomorrow night. Let's talk about your involvement. Obviously, harness racing is a huge part of your life, and you're vastly known as the man who's the voice of that industry in Queensland. Um, It must be great to have it back there with some very serious horses. But on a personal note, it must be wonderful for you to call an Inter-Dominion because I think the last time when the Inter-Dominions were on, you must have been very much at the start of your career, if in fact calling Metro Races. Yeah, I was, uh, Michael. It's one of those things where um, I probably didn't think it was going to come around again in Queensland, the end of the million. 2009 was the last time that we had a pacing series conducted. That was the year where Mr Feelgood was able to get up on the inside of Blacks of Fake when he was chasing history. And the last time it was staged at Albion Park was 2001. So it's been a long time between drinks for a series to be staged at the, uh, the, the home track here in Queensland, Albion Park. So I've done the consolations in 2001, did it in 2009, but this is the first time handling the finals. And so far, it's been 
it's been a lot of fun. That the, the heats have been keenly contested. And I suppose this year as well, Michael, the other thing is the fact that we've got this hometown hero, Leap to Fame. He's chasing a little bit of history. Uh, look, plenty of horses have done. I think there's been about 10 horses that have won uh, a clean sweep of the Inter-Dominion going back to the 1960s. The last time it was achieved was in Auckland back in 2019 when Alderman Sniper was able to score. Interestingly, he was a four-year-old like Leap to Fame is. But as you said, uh, he's got a big challenge in front of him now. The fact that he's drawn on the outside of Swayze. Swayze's already beaten him. He did it earlier this year in the Blacks of Fake. Swayze, he's been to New Zealand, he's won the New Zealand Cup, so the advantage is clearly with Swayze, and if he gets this victory in the Inter-Dominion, Michael, I'm sure you'd probably have a thought on this, but he would be a lock to be crowned the Australian Harness Horse of the Year if he wins it, given that he's already got the New Zealand Cup and the Blacks of Fake in his bag already earlier this year. I agree with you, Chris, because all the other major races have sort of been shared around. Let's talk about a cooler's mindset, because punters are thinking one thing, they want to back a winner. For a horse like Leap to Fame, who is a local hero, and if he wins, this replay will be replayed, no pressure here, but thousands of times, thousands of times, and every time there's an Inter-Dominion in Queensland, Lowry will come up. Do you, during the week, think of something you might say to crown Lowry, or when you're in a race with two definitive favourites, a Swayze-like ascension to the crown. Do you think of those things and hope that the circumstance is there that you can get those out? Or is that tempting fate by thinking of a couple of special little pieces for a couple of special horses? It's a great question, and it it probably goes both ways. Um, You can come up with a line. Earlier this week, I was certainly thinking of lines for leap to fame if he was to get the victory immediately after the barrier draw my enthusiasm was dampened a little bit given that he's drawn on the outside of Swayze so it's going to be a tall order for him so it's great to be prepared but as you said you don't want to tempt fate too much and you want it to sound natural you want it to flow on the night so look I understand there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on on leap to fame and if he does come away with the victory you want the call to match the moment. So that's always difficult, and in a lot of ways, it's taken out of your hands. But hopefully we'll rise to the occasion. Hopefully he can get the victory, first and foremost, leap to fame. And uh, if he does, hopefully I'll be right alongside him, um, you know, with something that, you know, can live in the memory of of so many people. Mate, I'm sure you will. Um, Okay, down to business as unbiasedly as you can and I almost laugh asking you that because it's bloody hard when you've got a local hero and you are the voice of an entire state but straight shootout who wins out a leap to fame in Swayze or in fact can the punters make a dollar out of another horse in the race well I think punters are probably best to go with Jason Grimson here he is chasing his third straight into the minion championship here and it's going to be with the a different horse altogether. Last year, I cast no shadow. Two years ago, Bontel Benjamin on protest. He's got a dual-pronged attack this year. Not only Swayze, the New Zealand Cup winner, but he's got Narano, who's been the find of the series, and he's perfectly placed here from barrier one. So I think Jason Grimson is the man to beat for the 2023 Inter-Dominion Pacing Championship Grand Final. Look, I would love to call Leap to Fame winning this final tomorrow night, 
but I think the challenge is probably going to be a little bit too hard. And for that reason, I think Swayze and Narano can easily run first and second. I'm just going to be fascinated to see, Michael, how Grant Dixon attacks this race, in particular at the start. There's been so many theories tossed out this week on how it's going to shake out. Turn it up crossing Narano. Does Narano hold, turn it up, and then release Swayze? Can Leap to Fame get in front of Swayze? Because from barrier one last week, Swayze ended up four back on the inside. So was his Achilles heel exposed last week? So what does Grant Dixon do? Does he take the kid gloves off? Does he drive him like he hates him? I know that sounds really harsh, but maybe he just has to do that to get in front of Swayze, to give himself every chance of winning this race. That first 200 metres, it's been written up all week long. It's going to be fascinating. I, I can't disagree with that. I think it's just going to be so vital to the outcome of the race. But bottom line, head over heart, I think Swayze can get the job done again. What about the Trotters final? I just can't go past Just Believe. I think he's in the type of form. I'm not sure he's as physically gifted as some of the greats of the last 20 years, but he's in their form at the moment. Yeah, 100%. He's been a real surprise in many ways. I knew how talented he he was coming into the series, but he's gone above and beyond expectations for me. Clean sweep of the heats. And last week, uh, it was a real exclamation mark against his performance that... You know, has him at such a short quote to win this final tomorrow night. Uh, he was taken on mid-race last week. And then he had Olivici dropping onto his back, going down the back straight final time. And keep in mind, Olivici was unbeaten in the series at that stage. But he just dropped him cold at the top of the lane. And it was the way he ran through the line. So he's clearly the horse to beat. And Greg Sugars is chasing a little bit of history as well. So he's chasing his third straight Inter-Dominion Trotting Championship grand final. Won it last year with Just Believe, two years ago, Maori Law. And speaking of Greg Sugars, only one driver has been able to win both grand finals on the same night. And we've got to go back a long way back in the mid-70s. John Langdon did it. So can Greg Sugars do it with Better Eclipse and Just Believe? He's certainly in the box seat with Just Believe because he's such a short price favourite. I think it's just going to take um, an almighty performance from any other runner in this field to, to topple Just Believe. So it's his race to lose for mine, Michael. Mate, good luck tomorrow night. You're doing a wonderful job for harness racing, for racing fans. They love your calls. Um, mate, on a personal note, congratulations on getting to call your first interpacing final, mate. Enjoy your night. And, yeah, look, I hope Larry wins too. I think it'd be great for the state. I'd like that. But that's nothing against the other trainers and drivers in the race. So uh, enjoy your night tomorrow, Chris. No, I really appreciate it. Any time, and we'll talk soon. It's Chris Barsby. He is the voice of Queensland Harness Racing. We'll bounce through this quickly because we don't have a lot of time and we just wanted to give Chris's due there. Um, harness racing in the state today. So really good harness racing tonight at Dubbo and also at Leeton. It's a twilight meeting at Leeton. So twilight at Leeton. We'll get you a winner out of this because this is called Finding Winners. Race six, number one, uh, Mr Bondi. It's come across from New Zealand. It'll be winning this. It just falls into this race. The, the major meeting of the night uh, is at Dubbo. It's an absolute beauty. There's a whole bunch of great races there. Uh, the Red Ocker, the Phillies and Mears race, is a really strong field. It's 30k. It's race five at 818. I'm going against the barrier draws. I like Ideal in Dreams. It's been racing in Menangle races. Very even field, and the early pressure may be the key. Uh, works for me has been outstanding for the Frisbees and is the favourite with the tab but I just think Ideal and Dreams could potentially get over top of it 
So uh, two of the bets, Dubbo and Leeton. Also at Gloucester Park tonight. Oh, by the way, back at Leeton, um, the Stayers Cup is race four. Rip is another horse coming out of strong races at Menangle. Race four, number 11. He should probably be winning. At Gloucester Park tonight, we have New South Wales interest uh, in their feature race. They have the Golden Nugget, which is their major four-year-old race. Now, the long-time favourite for the race actually failed last time out. That's the New South Wales pacer, My Ultimate Ronnie. Cameron Hart's gone across the drive him. He'll need to be better tonight. He's drawn the second line, but it's 2,500 metres, and some of the locals will find that an awfully long way. So, interest there. Perth time, 8.40, and My Ultimate Ronnie. Menangles tomorrow night alongside the Inter-Dominions. Um, thought the best couple of bets there. In the two-year-old trotting race, of all things, race seven, Maximus Meridius should be winning. He's been to Victoria and back. He's a pretty good horse. Really interesting horse in the first on the card for the McCarthys. Race one goes at 6.30. Um, Nicholas Cage. Now, he's been a very good open-class horse in New Zealand and has beaten the lights of a Kuta. He's now with the McCarthys to stay. He trialled recently, ran second. It was okay. He's going to make a free-for-all horse, and he falls into a non-free-for-all field. He's very well handicapped coming to Australia, and he's very fast. Just what they do with him early will be interesting, because if they light him up too much, they might not be able to get him to come back to them, so they might be neutral with him. Eventually, Nicholas Cage, a horse to follow for your black book at Albion Park. For the Inters... I agree with Chris. It's a straight shootout between Swayze and Leap to Fame. I think Leap to Fame might go forward early and potentially get across them. I don't know. I'll be honest, I'm not going to bet into the race because it's too touch and go, unless I can get $3 for one of the two favourites, in which case I'll simply take them because they're each of two, $2.2240 in my mind. But Leap to Fame, I think can go forward early, potentially get it done. Just believe or win the Trotters final. If you're looking for a bet for yourself, the best bet at Albion Park tomorrow night is a New South Wales pacer. That's in the Inter-Dominion final, race four. Can't find a better man. Race four, number two. Can't find a better man. He gets his chance in the Inter-Dominion consolation. A lot going on in harness racing. Hope you get a chance to back a winner and do so responsibly. Most of those odds... Open on tab.com.au. As we head to Matt Jackson, Matt, our apologies for taking up some of your greyhound time. We know it's a huge weekend for the pups as well, but we had a little bit to talk about there. No, that's all okay, Mick. Massive weekend for the for the harness racing industry, of course, the Inter-Dominion up there at Albion Park, first final there for over 20 years, So, and what a race. It, it does promise... To be as far as greyhound racing here in, particularly in New South Wales, it's it's probably the first feature race we've had for a, a little while at Wentworth Park. We've got the Christmas cheer and the the Christmas gift uh, tomorrow night. The the Christmas cheer over the stain seven hundred and twenty. It's a it's a really good race. Uh, of course, we saw Palawa King win the the Bolt Trees a couple of weeks ago at Sandown Park. He's actually going around tonight over five hundred metres. He's he's currently at around 210 I think so it's a, a pretty decent price for a greyhound that's fresh off the group one win but 
because of that, he's bypassing the Christmas cheer and it sets it up for Ritza Piper. She was a dazzling winner of the Newcastle Cup last week where she found the lead, ran sharp time and won easily. Uh, she won the, the Top Gun Stayers not too long ago as well. So I think she bounces to the front and from there she's going to get every chance. That'll be race six. Number two, Ritza Piper. And then in the, the Christmas gift, I'm keen... Greyhound, I must admit, I've got a share in one hot band, and I think he's drawn beautifully down on the inside. He does like to just come up the, the track a shade, but he's not an express beginner, and I think because of that reason, Nangar Larry drawn to his outside can lead him running some cover to the first corner, and then I think if he can lob on the back of Nangar Larry uh, going into the back straight, I think he'll be too good for him late. So he's out to around $3. I think it's a decent prize for him because no doubt he's the strongest greyhound in the race. And I think he's going to get every chance tomorrow night in the Christmas gift. So that's my two best tomorrow night, race six, number two, Ritza Piper. And then race eight, number one, one hot bandit. As far as feature racing uh, across the nation, it comes up at the Meadows. Two massive races, the group one, Silver Chief, where, we see a New South Wales representative in Rocket Riot, Peter Lagosiani, prepared this girl for the first part of her career, sent her down to Jason Thompson to, to have that uh, late spring summer campaign down there in Victoria. Um, she's going to be riding the race because she's so fast early, but I think Morton's a genuine star of the future. He's drawn a little bit awkwardly. He just needs clear running the first turn, and if he gets that, he's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, he is at a pretty short price, but with any sort of luck, he's the one to beat in the Silver Chief. That's race eight, number five. And then in the Phoenix, uh, the only million dollar to the winner race in Victoria, of course, one of two million dollar to the winner races throughout Australia. The other one, the million dollar chase, it's on tomorrow night uh, and it's a wide open betting race. But I think Postman Pat, I think he's a greyhound that what we've seen of him in, in his Australian career thus far is he's so good when he when he gets things his own way and he's, that has happened a fair bit throughout heats that he's been in where he's looked like this genuine out and out superstar and then he's got to the final hasn't had things quite go his own way and he's he's just failed to put it all together I think the scenario sets up nicely for him tomorrow night where it's a, a single invitation race so it's just a one off one-off race. I think he's drawn okay. Uh, Alpha Zulu has missed the start slightly at his last couple of starts, and if he does that again, uh, it might just give Postman Pat the, the room he needs, particularly with Hector Fawley in box number two. He's a, a greyhound, particularly at 500 that doesn't have brilliant early pace. So I think if Postman Pat can jump cleanly enough, uh, I think he can put himself right there and, and be a, a really big winning chance. So He'd be my tip in the in the Phoenix number four postman pat, but it's a, a massive weekend across two states, New South Wales and Victoria. So hopefully that's led the punters into a few winners. Enjoy the weekend.